everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date is April 15th, 2020. Uh, normally it'd be tax day, but that's been pushed back, uh, I think, into July for the uh, corona cri uh, crisis that's going on. Um, got a very, very special guest. We've uh, been chatting, he and I, for a long time now, and I definitely need to ask him um, how this first started way back when. But Coach Dave Ruckert is here with me, finally, from the great state of Texas. Uh, we got up early uh, to mesh our schedules here of everything going on with family and uh, other things. And uh, Dave, how are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Coach John Daly. Real good, real good. Uh, absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure and honor to be finally be part of this. Uh, was not the reason why I reached out to you originally. It was uh, just giving you accolades where accolades were deserved, uh, much deserved. Uh, it, as uh, I think Zig Ziglar said on one of his podcasts with uh, – Brian Buffini, and again, a reason mm. why I listened to that was because of you. Um, basically, uh, called it Automobile University. Yes. And I, I don't know if it was Mr. Ziegler, if it was one of those other uh, real smart, intelligent guys, but I finally got to the point in my life that uh, I was like, man, I'm in the car so long during the day, and uh, I've got all these uh, resources at the tips of my fingers. Why am I wasting my time listening to music? Not that I don't love music and I need a little de-stressing time, but uh, I was like, why not take advantage at least, you know, teach myself some stuff or, or learn, um, you know, try to do some audio books and whatnot. So um, basically, long story short, uh, I was looking up stuff on John Wooden and uh, all of a sudden comes along um, J John Daly podcast uh, having to do with uh, John Wooden's uh, Pyramid of, of Success. And uh, it was in the Spotify app. I have the Spotify app. Uh, okay. I have paying premium because it's phenomenal. And no, I'm not uh, getting paid by Spotify. Do I? <laughs> Nor am I. <laughs> but I, I, I do thoroughly enjoy them. And if it wasn't for Spotify, I would not have found uh, Coach John Daly and many other uh, great things. But uh, stumbled upon your um, Coach John Wooden pod, uh, podcast, one of them. I believe you have more than one of them. Um, but this was probably two years ago. It might have been two oh and a half gosh. years ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, uh, basically listened to that and, uh, it was like, wow, this guy's doing exactly what I would love to be doing if I had time, you know, having young kids right now, I just have no time. I coach, I teach, um, try to do as much stuff around the household to help my wife out. And, uh, you know, you do all the digging, the research, and then you just bring it to life for me. And then I can kind of think, reflect, and, um, you know, become a better person because of, uh, what, what you've done for me. So. Wow. Uh, one day I'll get back to uh, get back to you know a little bit more reading and uh, you know soul searching and all that stuff. But uh, basically, Automobile University and uh, you know that uh, just, just kind of flourished into an awesome relationship up to up to about right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I remember when you reached out to me, I was just so thrilled and surprised. And then we got talking, um, very humbled, uh, the fact that you reached out, which I do thank you over and over again for because a lot of people don't. A lot of people. You know, don't reach out. Just say, hey, Cutch Podcast, you know, did a great job. This, I got this from, you know, whatever. So it took some guts for you to do that, which I, I really appreciate. And then to find out you're a fellow teacher and a coach like me, um, definitely a few years, decade, whatever, plus two decades <laughs> younger than me, which is awesome. Um, and I just love, we talked on the phone a few times. We've, we've gone back and forth on Twitter and some emails and, and just keep in touch. I'm just really impressed with you from the standpoint of um, seeking that, that information at your age and realizing, you know what, you can improve, you can get better, 
you got a lot of people counting on you besides your family. Your students look up to you, your players on the various sports teams that you coach. How many, how many sports do you coach, Dave? Uh, so each, uh, each year at the new school I'm at, uh, which I, this is my second year at this new school, which we can get into those details, whether it's uh, this podcast or, or one of the ones down the line that we had talked about. Uh, this this uh, campus, I, my primary sport is basketball. Okay, good. And, um, my secondary sport uh, last year was track and field. And I uh, worked nice. with the, throw, the throwers last year, which I had no idea what to do. But uh, <laughs> as, as I said about the Automobile University, you just kind of teach yourself. Uh, and usually good teachers, good coaches can figure out ways. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're an expert or not. You figure out how to be an expert. And then uh, this last year, which is a whole other story uh, in itself, is uh, I, I end up uh, coaching volleyball. Nice. Girls volleyball. So I do boys basketball and girls volleyball right now. And I believe that's what I'm going to be doing next season too. Okay. Good for you, buddy. Hey, you got your start, not in Texas, but you grew up around the Great Lakes region where I live in Michigan. You're kind of a next door neighbor. Uh, you grew up in Wisconsin. So why don't you back the truck up a little bit and, and talk about where you grew up and um, family and just, you know, interest as a kid. And then how'd you get down to Texas eventually? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and before before get into all that, uh, let me just uh, first off, obviously give you a big shout out, uh, Coach John Daly, uh, saying you are doing a phenomenal job. And anybody listening today for the first time or first few times, I highly, highly recommend uh, at least giving this uh, podcast a chance. Um, listen to it. Uh, you know, look to see the descriptions. He does a great job titling his uh, his podcasts, and then he also describes them very well. Um, anything that you're interested in, this man kind of covers it. Uh, being a teacher, a coach, um, businessman, anything that's in a leadership role, or you're just looking to try to how, how to become a better person, more successful, uh, mom, dad, brother, sister, it's very relatable on all ends and all fronts. So uh, before I get into all that, I just wanted to make sure uh, if this is the first time you're listening to or first few time, uh, give this man a chance. This is a great podcast, very relatable. And he's just an average Joe like you and me, just, you know, um, mainly helping himself out because it's something that he feels like it's helping himself out. And he figured, you know, if it helps myself out, why can't I help one or two other people, which this thing has flourished into something really phenomenal. So, uh, again, I just wanted to make sure I got that out there before I forget to, and I will probably do it at the end of it as well. Wow. Thank you, coach. I appreciate that, buddy. All right. Uh, so yeah, delving into my past, uh, <laughs> digging up some bones here. <laughs> so, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a rigid, uh, rigid, uh, 35 years old. So I was born back in the eighties, uh, in, uh, the Milwaukee area of Wisconsin, um, specifically Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and, uh, I was the fourth kid of six growing up. So, uh, my, my parents, uh, Definitely wanted to have a big family and uh, got uh, five siblings, and it worked out to be a six-pack with uh, three boys, three girls. Wow. <laughs> the oldest uh, ranging from, uh, and I, I usually do it by birth years, uh, 1976, 1979, 1981. I was 1984. My brother's 1988. My sister's 1990. Um, wow. So... We were very fortunate growing up, very, very fortunate. Uh, 
I mean, uh, not, not saying necessarily wants, but a lot of our wants were taken care of. Needs were 100% taken care of. Mm. Our parents just really provided for us, all six of us kids, very, very well. Um, very uh, close-knit family. We, we were very fortunate and blessed um, with the communities that we, uh, we grew up in. And we lived in the same house uh, as my dad grew up in. And uh, my mom uh, and, and dad uh, still live there to this day. My mom uh, continues to live there today as well. So, I mean, it's uh, got a lot of rich history there. Um, very, very good stability. Um, and it, it just basically, any kid's dream of growing up is exactly what I had the opportunity for. Um, born and raised Catholic and uh, went to Catholic schools, basically all the way from elementary school graduated high school uh, is a Catholic school as well. All six of us kids all went to the same schools. So everybody knew the, uh, as, uh, as nobody knows how to pronounce our name, Rickert, Rikert, Rukert, Ruckert. Um, I mean, I get it all, everything and in between. Um, and who knows the Germans, you just never know how to pronounce that. <laughs> so I simply, uh, as a teacher and coach, I simply just tell the kids, Mr. R or coach R, and then I write up on the board, A-R-E, and then half of them get confused, half of them laugh, one or two are still falling asleep. Um, but uh, try, try to make it simple, uh, Coach R, Mr. R. Um, and um, growing up, uh, I was a gym rat because uh, my mom and dad both coached uh, sports. My dad coached 20 plus years of uh, basketball. Wow. And uh, so as he was coaching my sisters and brother, uh, older siblings, I was able to be in the gym all the time. They're usually in the booster clubs. So we were at tournaments every weekend inside the gyms. And uh, mm. there's really not much to do, as you would know, being uh, from the upper Midwest. During the winter months, all nine months of the, the winter months, is uh, <laughs> ice cold. Uh, besides basically being inside of a gym or uh, sitting on a couch watching TV or movie. Uh, so, so I was, uh, as a young ripe age, uh, in the gym all the time with my dad, with my siblings, with my mom, uh, my mom play, uh, coached soccer forever. Um, all six wow. of his kids played, uh, basketball, soccer, starting from like age four or five, we played soccer all the way through high school. Um, and that, that continued on for a lot of us, um, after, uh, after high school into college in, um, just a lot of rec leagues and, um, you know, competitive leagues. Yeah. To keep yourself healthy and whatnot. Wow, that's fantastic. What What was the name of your high school that you went to? Uh, Waukesha Catholic Memorial. Wow, because I definitely, um, a lot of years of, of Catholic education for me, um, there was first, second, and third, and then fourth, fifth, and sixth, they opened up a public school in our neighborhood. And so one of these days, I need to ask my parents why they moved me out of the Catholic school into the public school for those three years. But great three years. And then I went back to Our Lady Victory, and then I ended up going to um, Detroit Catholic Central High School. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, definitely just definitely a great, great time. And, and those gym memories um, with, with your dad, I just – have you ever thought about if your dad wasn't coaching, what would have happened? Would you have had that exposure? I mean, obviously, you probably would have been playing sports, but your dad was right. – you had that, that special in, that behind-the-scenes look to where it probably lit a match – Little little spark in you, and look at where where you are today. Because how did you get up? How did you end up in teaching? Was it something you always knew you wanted to do, or did it come along because of the coaching? I mean, a little bit of all of the above. Um, 
first of all, I, I just enjoy people. I love socializing. Yeah. I love, uh, I love education. I wish I would have taken a little serious back in the day, but <laughs> don't we all <laughs> sometimes you, 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 uh, age and, uh, you learn and you mature. Um, but you know what, uh, we wouldn't be who we are if it wasn't for our past. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, our best mentor is our past Amen. all the time. So I, I love that. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, just in, some niches of, uh, that I, I didn't, a lot of times you don't realize you're good at what you do. You just feel like it just comes natural. And then, uh, some people all of a sudden tell you that and you're like, Oh, I didn't even realize it. I just thought everybody was like this. Um, cause I, I would help people out in math all the time. Mm. And like, man, you're really good at this stuff. I'm like, it's not that difficult. They're like, no, it is. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I was just sitting on a bench, uh, coaching my younger brother, um, during a summer league, I was probably, yeah, I was in high school. I was in high school because my brother was in middle school. I was in high school. And um, I, uh, I saw what defense team was in, and uh, I know a play that we were kind of running pretty routinely in practice. I'm like, hey, run box, uh, box one. And uh, my, my buddy's dad, uh, Coach Gotzler, who's a great mentor for me, and he coached mm-hmm. me in summer league AAU basketball. <clears throat> he up, uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of white boys from the burbs of uh, Milwaukee end up uh, – taken sixth in uh, state for AAU in sixth grade back in 1996. We were oh, wow. one game out of making the national tournament, uh, which would have been just awesome. Oh. And we didn't even have our best player, uh, Pete Lusick. He was uh, on spring break down in Florida or Cancun or something like that. Oh. I'm still not happy about that. <laughs> right. we, ended up getting, we ended up losing by like 20 points to not be in the top four because I, I believe the top four make it to the national tournament, at least back then. And I think we took six. We lost in the quarterfinals. Oh. Um, so we, we just missed out on that. Uh, but uh, he was our coach for that summer league. But uh, he looked over me and he's like, oh, yeah, good call. So he called it out. And uh, we got a bucket off of it. And then he kind of looked at me. He goes, you ever think about coaching? <laughs> Got the bench right here. Um, but uh, that kind of led me into the whole teaching field. I, I just want I – love, I love sports, love kids, love uh, people. And I love teaching people. And somehow, some way, I, I got I got some decent patience. I wouldn't say great patience, but enough to tolerate uh, learning for the first few times, and then after that, it's like, come on, we, we've been this, we're beating a dead horse right now. So that kind of led me into the teaching field because I was like, I can get paid to uh, to help people out, to teach them, and make them better people. And uh, coaching on on top of all that, and I get paid to do that. I wake up every morning, as I know you do basically excited, rejuvenated, recharged to know that you got another opportunity to make uh, other people better around you and get to be in the gym just about every day. Absolutely. That's a great story, man. So it was your buddy's name was Pete. Uh, yeah. Pete Lusick was uh, my buddy that, uh, um, that ended up going to spring break instead of playing basketball. He chose the sunshine and the fun over and his team. Him, you know, it is. I know sixth grade. <laughs> I get it. Right. We're you not know, talking high school or anything like that. Right. Exactly. That's and, awesome. Uh, God, God bless him right now. His wife is an ICU nurse right now um, in the front line of uh, everything going on. So he's married to uh, one of those go-getter people that are assisting people in the Milwaukee area right now. Oh, wow. So fantastic. So he definitely smart guy and he married up. Yeah. He, uh, that's fantastic. He, he did well. He did well. Katrina. Katrina. So. Shout out to Katrina and everybody else on the front line in those hospitals. Amen to that. Yeah, I got uh, some former students that are uh, on the front lines. And you, know, you talk about the energy and the fact that you get to bring 
um, some helpful mentoring and uh, for growing for kids, you know, in the classroom, you sound, you know, number one, you're a math teacher, which to me, there's no way in heck I was going to be a math teacher or English, right? Uh, or even science. Science was, was down there even lower than math for me as far as likes. But for you to have the attitude and the connection that you have with kids in math, I think that's awesome. But you're right. Um, I'm finding, and maybe you're finding this too as you're getting a little bit older, and how much your kids inspire you, your students, because of what they're getting into and what they're doing in life. Um, you know, even some of the blogs I'm grading for my current students, but even my former students, they just inspire the heck out of me. So how many total years do you have in teaching now? All right. So uh, I did eight year. I did one half school year of uh, substitute teaching. Okay. And then uh, I did eight full years in my old district, which is Aldean ISD in the Houston area. And then right outside of the Houston area, just north of it, um, it's Conroe ISD. So this is my uh, 10th year. Wow. Fantastic. So you definitely, yeah, you're not wet behind the ears anymore. You know, when, when you get, when you get <laughs> right. 10 plus years, you, you've been around the block a lot. And uh, what is it that inspires you that makes you fired up getting up every morning, uh, heading into school? Uh, and, and what are you doing now at home with the you know, coronavirus as far as school goes? Uh, so just, we, we fail every day, every day we wake up, unfortunately, mm -hmm. very similar to baseball, the failure rate of a good hitter, seven <laughs> out of 10 times. I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it's not fun. It's, right. uh, but the fun part is after you fail, as long as it's not detrimental, that it affects you in a way that you can't uh, get back up again. Um, you have another opportunity mm. and those opportunities are the greatest thing in life Love that. Uh, having a second chance, a third chance. And it, you know, it goes on forever. You hope you don't make the same mistake one, two, three, four times because then you're obviously not learning. Um, and just having an opportunity every single day, knowing that you failed multiple times the previous day. And uh, I mean, you're the first one to know, um, Failures are not uh, any reason to uh, fret about and lose uh, your mind over. Mm. Um, and I, I've got a few uh, quotes. Uh, so if you haven't failed, you haven't tried. Failure comes with trials. So do successes. Both failures and successes come from trial. Hence, successes come from failures. In mm. fact, some of the best successes come from our failures. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for my failures. And actually, I wouldn't be the person I am if I hadn't failed. Is it necessarily about the failure itself, but about what you do and how you respond to those failures? That's actually uh, what defines who you are. And uh, to that. And that's what just gets me excited every day. Mm. Um, and sometimes throughout the day, I mean, literally minutes after you do something or say something or act, like, gosh, like, why didn't I do it this way? And, you know, I, I've got my phone out, I'm typing myself a quick note, well, I'll get a notepad out, I'll write it down, or email myself, text myself. And I think that's what gets me so excited. Mm. Um, wow. our, uh, my, my first gig in uh, coaching high school sports down here was uh, in Aldean. It was Aldean High School, and I coached uh, the girls' basketball team. I was the, uh, one of the assistant coaches. Okay. And I think the team had won like four or five games the last 20, 15 years or whatever. Uh, we were bottom feeders, just awful. Um, good kids, good uh, community, awesome. 
kids wanted, they, they want, they thrived it. They really wanted it. Um, but they just didn't have it. It was inconsistent. They've had like five coaches in the last two, three years. Um, and the head coach, Jen Salazar, phenomenal lady, great mentor, really good leader. Um, and one morning when I, when we came in on a Saturday morning practice, we just kind of looked at each other after getting our butts just kicked. I mean, <laughs> 72 to six. I mean, and that wasn't one or two times. This was like two, three, four years in a row. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it, I mean, we got better every year. Uh, like for example, my JV team, this is kind of the JV team was kind of a reflection of the varsity team. It was similar. Um, so my first year we had one win, second year, one win, third year, seven wins. And my last final year, we had 11 wins. Wow. So, I mean, that's kind of how it was, but like I said, that one morning, Coach Salazar and I kind of looked at each other. I'm like, Coach, we just got our butts kicked last night, Friday night. We're here at 7 a.m. opening the gym right now, and we're excited to go get after it again. Why do we want to go? That's why we were the right people for this job. And I go, Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, we love what we do, and we're here for the kids. And sure enough, I mean, we had a full gym of uh, our program. They're right back at it. And I think that was our first year. Um, it was like mid season, probably February, uh, Jan- like December, uh, January. And like I said, I don't think we'd won a game. Maybe we won one or two, but it was just, it was tough. And luckily the two of us stuck together for four years. Good for you. Wow. Sounds like some great lessons. And <clears throat> like you said, you had the right attitude being in that place too. Man, I love that. I love the whole idea of, um, I wish I had, I wish I had you in my life earlier telling me about, you know, the failures and stuff. And I, yeah, I gradually knew about them, but for you to correct yourself and write down little thoughts as you're doing stuff in class, I think that's just fantastic. And it speaks very highly of, uh, of what you're all about. So down there in Texas, right? Um, how are you handling school right now uh, for your students? Uh, is it something that is um, optional? Is it very rigor? What, what kind of platform are you using online to uh, help kids out now? Because you guys, are you done for the school year or you're still having hope that you're getting back? Well, I mean, there's there's the hope, but <laughs> real, realistically, we're, we're not going to be stepping foot back in the school. I hope I'm wrong. I, right. I honestly hope I'm wrong. I would love I would love to have gone back to the classroom um, right after spring break. But uh, realistically and safe wise and, you know, it, it just, it, it's not the right decision right now. And I don't think, uh, I don't think we'll be getting back, but obviously, like I said, I wish we were, um, we, uh, we will not uh, be going back till, uh, the end of April. So May 4th, I think that might be that, uh, okay. I think it, that whatever that Monday is uh, <clears throat> um, of, uh, of May, but, uh, like I said, realistically, we're, we're probably not going back, but the hopes are we are. Um, but, uh, so I, I believe it is fourth, the fourth week, maybe third week, uh, fourth or fifth week. I know that it's fourth or fifth week of uh, online instruction in our district. I mean, hat, hats off to them. Hats off to them. They have handled this situation. Awesome. Just phenomenal. I think they totally understand the big picture of things. And ever since I've joined this district for the two years I've been there, there's very little that I could say for rooms for improvement. Mm. I mean, obviously there's a thing there, a thing uh, here and there. But in general, and the big scheme of things, phenomenal job. Uh, first week that we were off, it was teachers just compiling stuff, making sure that we were readily prepared for the first week of online instruction. 
Um, the kids were notified, uh, the superintendent, Dr. Curtis Null, um, I think it's his second, second year um, as a superintendent, um, real big shoes to fill and he has been filling those shoes really well. Um, and finally we got it up and running and the goal was not to overwhelm the kids. Just yes. structure, some consistency. Uh, I mean, a lot of teachers already have online stuff going on, um, even without um, having the online learning, just being in the classroom, the traditional classroom, a lot of teachers basically have their platform, like you guys, for example, uh, I know have the Schoology, which is what my old district used to have. I loved Schoology. I'm learning a whole new uh, LMS learning management system of Canvas. This is my second year with it. I don't love it, but I do like it. <laughs> right. Um, like I said, Schoology was my bread and butter. I was working for it. I worked with for it, uh, I think, uh, six years, and I had almost everything in there, and then I had to start from scratch. Uh, so we got that up and running um, for all the kids, and the goal is basically right now to get these kids to the finish line and do not overwhelm them, and we're, I believe, the plan is only one grade per week. We might have multiple assignments, but we tell them, hey, this is the this is the assignment we're doing the grade for. And we're just trying to be supportive, understanding all these kids are coming from different backgrounds. Some kids may not have internet. Some kids may not have the resources. Some kids might be homeless right now um, because wow. one parent, two parents, or they might be raising their own siblings or whatnot. Uh, so it's just a whole di a line of things that, that could be going on. And we're very being very considerate in, in the student's mind, but I believe we finished the first week of June is the goal um, for the actual end of the school year. So we got about four, four to uh, six weeks left. I think about six weeks left if okay. uh, we're about right, five or six weeks left. But uh, they're doing a very good job of not stressing the kids out. Okay. How are they doing a good job of not stressing you guys out, the teachers? How's it been for you? Um, it's, it's been, uh, very underwhelming, luckily mm -hmm. it's, uh, I'm already an online kind of guy. So, okay. um, and my PLCs, my professional learning communities, uh, mm -hmm. have been, uh, very helpful. Good. Uh, so we've been really divvying up the work and making sure the workload's not too much. And basically the, the, the plan is less is more giving right. the kids, uh, hopefully usually, conferences a couple days a week um as we we've, we've talked uh you, you do that as well you try to do almost daily i believe um and uh just giving videos resources for these kids to continue to be learning and some of the assignments that aren't even being graded just giving them opportunities to do things because these kids are bored out of their minds as we uh our basketball team that our head coach clifton mcneely the guy's gonna be a future hall of famer in the state of texas he's got 500 plus wins he might be up to 600 now which wow. is part of the reason why I came over to College Park High School. He, uh, he's just a great leader, great mentor. Um, and we got our 15, 16 guys on a Zoom conference call on, uh, on Monday. And just, just to check up on the guys, just to see mm -hmm. how they're doing. And basically the response was almost uh, uh, uniform with all the kids. You know, it was pretty cool the first week. It was pretty cool the first week, you know. could wake up at any time I wanted to, get my work done, yeah. move on, play my video games. I could stay up till 5 a.m. And then, uh, you know, just make sure. And then they're like, no, after it's a week or two, well, obviously it's not good because, you know, people are dying and people are getting sick. And we're like, well, I'm glad you're thinking that. Obviously that's not good. But they're like, but, man, coach, I'm just bored. Like, after a couple of weeks, this is just 
yeah, I miss you guys. And I wish we were back in the gym. We wish we were back in the classroom. And uh, it, the, the routine, the routine is just killing these kids. Um, and the structure, they, they say they don't want it. But at the end of the day, as I've learned from uh, education, these kids just love the consistency and structure. They won't say it, but uh, th that's what they want. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things that um, I, I see our kids saying the same thing. And the responses that they give in their blogs and turning in their assignments. I love the fact that um, you brought it up with that quote about failure is that I am more focused now than ever before. I've always been focused on helping the kids recover, fix, improve, get better, right? Edit. Uh, but now we're not there face to face. So I don't know about you, but for me, I've done a lot online, but I always find it more difficult, more time consuming communication wise, because you do have to set up a video. You do have to respond more, written words and you have to explain yourself more than you could in a simple conversation. And so it's taken a lot out of me uh, from the standpoint of, you know, excitement, a lot of effort on top of, I don't know about you guys, we're, we're trying not to watch the news too much. Um, you know, watch I, a little I bit. Even, I don't think I've watched <clears throat> it since uh, we had to stay at home through the month of April in Texas. Man. I think. And basically what else, what news is there? I'm yeah. Like, it's horrible to say. No, but you're right. It's just depressing. You're, you're disciplined more than I am. I'll tell you that. We watch a little bit of local. Uh, then we try and watch the national. Um, we dodge all the national press conferences and stuff like that. But well, that's about if you it. Want, uh, if you want a distraction, I can send my two uh, two children up north a little bit. <laughs> and then try watching the news. <laughs> right. Instant distraction. You're right. No, on Mike. top of that. No, I, no I, I know what you mean. It's You, you want to be still on the – in the bind of things and make sure you know what's going on. Like you said with the local and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I found myself probably tearing up almost every day, not just from watching the news, but they, they've, they've, I'll give them credit, at least the ones that we watched, they try and, and put in some positive stuff too, which typically in news is not around. Uh, but the feel good stories, the overcoming, the lessons, the people working together, I just try and put myself in those shoes and it's just absolutely amazing as far as what some of these people are going through. And, um, Definitely, it teaches us a lot, and I think our kids are seeing it, um, and so we are trying to help them with that too. Because nobody's we've nobody's been through something like this, right? Even no. nine nine eleven, which I remember being at school, um, definitely tragic, definitely horrible, changed the world. Um, it did. But it was one of those things where school wasn't canceled. You know, we were right back at it. Um, but this is something that the you know, none nobody alive, I think has been through no. anything like this. No, it's globally. Absolutely, and it is globally. It's not just a U.S. thing. It's this Correct. global thing, um, and I think it's just amazing the lessons that are coming out of here. So speaking of distractions, and this is where we probably uh, going to wrap this part up, but um, you have two great kids. Um, you've been very busy with not only school stuff, but um, some of the stuff going on at home that you and your wife have been through. Absolutely amazing, even before this pandemic started. Um, how are things now? And I know we're going to probably save this for part two and three and beyond. Sure. How are things going now um, as far as your family go, especially with your daughter? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we had quite the uh, bringing in of, of the new year. Um, we got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, both born in uh, January. So they just oh. had birthday. Um, three-year-old three boy, and he is just, uh, he's all boy all three-year-old and just curiosity stage 
He's also at the stage of uh, he's doing anything he can do to try to kill himself right now. <laughs> a daredevil. <laughs> yep, just running around the house, jumping off furniture, uh, climbing up, trying to help himself to the fridge and cabinets of where everything is, and going outside to get a juice box. Thank God we have a gate around the uh, a fence around the pool. Um, and we have alarm system. So if he goes outside, there you go. it's uh, telling us. Uh, and then a uh, one-year-old recovering from uh, a uh, very big scare, like I said, bringing in the new year. Um, we had to uh, rush her to the emergency center. And um, it was actually our third time going. And um, she was at the hospital. She was in the uh, hospital 85 days. So Wow. That's amazing. You know, She's here, and that's all that matters right now. Yep. And um, appreciate your support as well as everybody else's support. It's been not an easy road, but you know what? There's other people with more difficult situations in this. Right, man. That's that's a good point, and especially with what's going on now. But it was your it's your story, and I, I love to. I look forward to getting into it a little bit because I think there's just tons of lessons there that you can teach so many people, my friend. Um, I want to thank you for the for this first part. Um, I really have been looking forward to this, and uh, our dog Kirby is upstairs just barking up a storm. Hey, good morning, Kirby. Yeah, and I'm sure my two kids, which definitely a lot older than your two, uh, they're not appreciating his excitement right now. So, um, <laughs> hey, buddy, you know what? Thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate this, and uh, I look forward to doing this again uh, soon, and whether it's a different medium, whether than Zoom or something else, uh, this is going to be awesome. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time this morning to come out and talk. Hey, Coach Daly, as usual, it's an absolute pleasure communicating with you. And it's kind of cool being able to be doing the Zoom. Is this the first time you've done uh, the Zoom for uh, your podcast? Uh, Dr. Jeff Lipp and I did one. Uh, yeah, the last one that just came out uh, a couple podcasts ago. He and that I did that. That all right. I, yeah. I, I don't think I've heard that one yet. So I'll yeah. go ahead and see. So the quality, awesome. I'm excited. Good. It's awesome. All right, buddy. Beans, man. Good, man. Thank you so much. And again, it was an honor and pleasure. Take care of yourself, okay? All right, we'll, peace we'll out. We'll chat sir. soon. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Coach Sean Daly here signing off for the day. Hopefully everything's going well with you guys. Staying safe, staying healthy, doing what you got to do. But again, reach out. Find me over on Facebook, coach to expect success Over on Twitter at Coach2Success. Over on Instagram at Coach Sean Daly. And, of course, Coach2ExpectSuccess.com. Plenty of ways, right there on the homepage, okay? Check the book list, but also reach out, send me a message there too. All right, I got to go and see what Kirby's getting so worked up about. Everybody's not going to be happy with me since I wasn't up there to quiet him down right away. But uh, you guys keep taking care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See you.